Actually, the plane adds a dramatic starting sound effect to the podcast, I believe. There's a lot of ambiance there. We're looking. Yeah. It's nighttime. We're looking out onto some hills, but the, the, the ambient light from the city below is just enough that the sky is sort of a sort of a slate uh, gradient, right? Going darker as we get further away from the ground and then in behind there. And it perfectly, there's these silhouetted ridges. You know what I'm saying? What program is this? Are we doing the poor quality <laughs> podcast or the other one? The What's other one that no one knows about. <laughs> oh, the other one? Yeah, the descriptive podcast. Yeah. The people that are in the yeah, we, should, we should cross-promote that every podcast. once in a while. Yeah, we really should because no one listens. There's one guy. No one's called, found it. Yeah. One guy called Gerald is a big fan. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. Sorry, I thought we were recording the descriptive podcast. Yeah. But I will say that it does set... Uh, maybe I did get a little caught in my reverie there describing. But I think you spoke for about 15 seconds about what the sky looked like. I will say, however, that it does set a nice ambiance or ambiance, however you prefer to say it, for um, some spooky stories. All right. Well, before you get, well, actually, speaking of spooky stories, uh, do you Lay see the house me. across the street from here? Uh uh-uh. uh. All right. Every single time, uh, every time I'm here and I look at that house across the street at nighttime, it's entirely dark. Every room. There doesn't seem to be light on in the house, except for one room in the top, which has some kind of uh, sheer curtains, translucent curtains, and then this um, kind of flashing light in there. Really? Kind of flickering light. I'm assuming it's a TV, but it looks like something out of Poltergeist or something. It's it's a very eerie image. Should have had a look. I've been getting into mood lighting. I've been turning on the strobes every once in a while and just sitting in your house. Yeah. yeah. It's been good. I've gone and blacked out all the Martha windows. Martha Stewart uh, recommendation. Yeah, I think she Put might. on a strobe light every now and then. <laughs> a, green, a green strobe light in the corner just to kind of light things up. And then... Um, That's then, what kids in like university would have in their rooms. Yeah. You know, everyone would get something to make their room a little bit, you know, their dorm room a little bit kind of special. Yeah. And yeah, this one guy went in. It was always like some kind of stupid... So, you, you, do you remember like gadget stores? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, like it, the sharper image. Is that what they are? I don't know. In but, America, we had the sharper image. It's like all the as seen on TV type shit. Yeah, and all exactly. the, yeah. a bunch of shit that you wouldn't really want. Yeah. But you go in and you pick something up, and yeah, people in university, their rooms would be full of that. I remember this like one goffy guy had a you know one of, what are they called the balls that you put your hand on and the electricity goes oh, towards sure. it. Oh uh, sure. What are those called? I They're not called Edison. No, Somethings, are they? Oh, they might be called Tesla coils. No, it's They're not exactly not a Tesla, a Tesla coil, coil. But you know what I mean? It's yes. like a big crystal. Yeah, you used well, to get them like, at like a Spencer's crystal gifts. Yeah, yeah. And they're fucking stupid. And this fucking guff guy who I kind of befriended in my first year of university, mm-hmm. purely based on like a shared interest in music. I'd go into his room and he'd sit there and when he's talking to you, he'd just have it have his hands <laughs> yes, on either side of the ball as if he was kind of getting some energy from it. But you know, I'm looking at it. It's like this is like a ten pound you know, that 10 GBP, uh, $10 yeah. fucking piece of equipment that you've got. It's oh, not exactly mystical. It's cool, though. I miss those days, man. When I was a kid, all I wanted, Sean, all I wanted when I was a kid was a lava lamp. Oh, yeah? You didn't get one? I did get one. Uh, and it burnt my hand multiple times. Uh, they get so fucking hot. No one tells you how hot they get, but I got the exact... I'm pretty like, sure it says right on the lamp. It has a little sticker that says, don't touch Nobody it tells you, but they, I got the exact one that I wanted to. I was very specific. I was like, I want the full... I don't want a mini lava lamp. I don't want a funny shape. I don't want a fucking SpongeBob lava lamp. I just want a very classic 70s style silver base, you know, 
about you know two and a half feet tall green lava lava lamp. I was very specific. Your mom's just like, oh, shut up, Max. Finish your red <laughs> yeah. robin. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> shut up. You're getting a fucking. You're getting a, a Tesla coil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One day it'll make you look mystical. Yeah. In front of your older friends. <laughs> when you're in university. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you and your buds hanging out scrying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he also, he used to make music of his own. Um, I actually forget. I think his name was Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used to make music of his own, but they were he didn't call it music. He called it soundscapes. Oh god! Yeah, so you can kind of imagine Christ. the kind of thing. And he'd sit in so front of just like yeah, it, a little bit different than that. He had these kind of um, he had this really old ass uh, PC. I think it was still running. You know, he's one of those types that he thought it was cool to still run. Yeah, Windows yeah. two thousand. I was still on like Linux. That. Yeah, Linux. I yeah. mean, eh, Linux is popular now. Anyway, oh, here um, we go. Well, I know, <laughs> I know where this is later. going. <laughs> go no, on, but you, so there's uh, like hunking piece of shit equipment, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I can't even. I don't even know. He was working in maybe Audacity, like an early version of Audacity, and he's just, you know, using all these plugins and then saying, "Here, listen to this." He had these really big speakers, and it would be like. It's fucking cool for ages, and yeah. then it would be like. <laughs> yeah. And he thought it was great. They would go, I saw the files. They'd go on for like 80 minutes. Yeah. He's just sitting there programming all of this. And I don't know what he ever... You know who what? Knows? Maybe he became Skrillex. As people who went on to make immersive shows, we can thank him That's true. for having yeah. something to run in the background of all of our shows. Every that, single immersive yeah. show you go to, someone has used YouTube to mp3.com oh my and God, gone yeah. on YouTube and found some... Mm-hmm. They've just literally mm-hmm. typed in the most ambient basic noise. fucking... Yeah. yeah, it's just like ambient gothic noise or ambient horror noise or ambient you want to hear my uh, here's a secret here's the oh i don't even know if i want to give this away actually divulge the secret of finding a 10 hour wind sound effect well no the particular (laughs) well it's not just wind the one i use is has a specific name and it's actually come to some popularity recently in a way that people are kind of mocking it and i'm like ooh, i don't i'm not gonna you know what I'm going to preserve the mystery. Preserve the mystery. I'll tell you. I use a... Fu- you know what? How about this? I'll tell you how people are mocking it, but I won't tell you what it is. So mm-hmm. you can't... He'll look it up. Um, but people are more or less mocking it because this particular sound file, when you go on YouTube, the exact one that I ripped, mm-hmm. someone added closed captioning to it. Oh. And it just says, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, just, right. And, be, and that, like that little article went viral. I'm uh, sure it was on like whatever BuzzFeed. And it's like, we are here for this new, <laughs> this yeah. new closed captioning on ambient noise. Well, I hear all yeah. the time because I used to, you know, I used to work in TV a little bit. So I would uh, have access to the kind of music libraries that they use. Yeah. And once you've started getting into those and you've started, I mean, there are hundreds and hundreds, like thousands of, uh, of tracks to use for mm-hmm. any particular thing you type in a type of mood a type of genre the kind of yeah. Gen- yeah the kind of genre of show you're making and you'll find like whole albums full of uh incidental music to use and then you start it becomes really hard to watch tv even um you know like uh proper tv quote-unquote like dramas and sitcoms and stuff because you start re- recognizing all these uh all these tracks they use always sunny in philadelphia's entire soundtrack is on uh extreme music well yeah uh, same with curb yeah, well, I mean, Curb's slightly different because that, that's an old uh, piece of music, isn't it? That's like a... Yeah. I oh, think... maybe I misunderstood. Uh, Curb uses only public domain music. Though. Public domain, yeah, yeah. So that's slightly different because those are also like old, I, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like kind of folk 
music thing. Yeah, so yeah. I can't remember what it's called, the, the main bom, one. Bom, bom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, Always Sunny, I believe, just took it from um, from this library. Cause so those things are free. Those things are free, right? Like no. you can you can't you no, can't. No, you need a you need to pay for a license to use any of them. Really? So yeah, you, if you're making money off of them, uh, but they're included. Yeah. Aren't they included in the price of Pro Tools? It's got nothing to do with Pro Tools or whatever it, we were just talking about. Well, the one I'm talking about is the Extreme Music Library, but there's also like KPI and all these other. Oh, I misunderstood. All these libraries online, which uh, you know, production companies will buy. Uh, you know, buy a license to use everything, and that costs oh, quite a lot of money. Okay, my I bad. think you probably, as a consumer, you can probably buy things individually, or you can, uh, you know, kind of like with stock images. I guess I wasn't listening thing. very closely. I guess not. I was. I thought you were saying that it was all the preset tracks from like Reason. No, 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 no. Uh, or not Reason. Logic. No. I always get those. Logic two has uh, has loops and stuff that yeah. the you know are Apple on, but yeah. no, it's slightly different. These are like fully. These are full pieces of music. That you yeah. can uh, download different stems. So if you, if you let's say you find a piece of music and you're like, oh, I like that, but I don't want the drums in it, you can download Ooh, you it can without even do the drums the stems? and stuff. I like that. Um, some of them, yeah, not Ooh. not all, but a lot of remix. Them. Yeah, and they have like thirty second versions and full versions and uh, stings, you know. So it's very useful if you're if you're doing that kind of stuff. But what happens is you start to, you know, in really really good shows, you start to realize, oh fuck, they've typed in the same thing I did oh, right. to find that piece of music. Yeah, you think everything is it always really humanizes the process. Well, yeah, you think it? yeah. it's always, uh, you know, that there's some kind of composer working mm. for uh, working for these things, and there are, but yeah. also there are not. Do you th- <laughs> do you ever? Um, do- oh, fuck. What was I going to say? Oh, do you know what's becoming a big library for stems, actually? Or probably not anymore, because I can't imagine it's been updated in a fucking decade. But what the the fucking online footprint of is becoming a huge library for stems. What? Do you know? Rock Band. Because oh, Rock yeah. Band would have to split it into tracks. Yeah. So they have the stems, and you can go and like download these huge zip files of stems for all of these kind of one-hit wondery... Right. Pop songs. Neil Ciceriga uses that for his mashups because he specifically sure. mashes up like the, those shitty songs. It's yeah. like kind of his yeah, yeah. joke. That's kind of his shtickle. And so he um, he's he he talks about that in interviews. How you can just download z- huge zip files of rock band stems. Right. It's kind of cool. No, it is. It is. Actually, that's a good question. Like, do you think uh, just uh, you talking about Neil Cesarega just then made me yeah. think of all the people that uh, you know, the kind of rolodex of people that you'll call on to reference any conversation? It'll be maybe a handful of about being generous, fifteen to twenty people that you'll be like, "Well, this person, that person, that person," and it's very rarely a new person that you haven't mentioned before. You know what I mean? You're talking about me particularly, yeah, or you humans particular. in general? Okay. Whoa. So Neil Cesarega is one of them. Has he come up before? Many times with you, yeah. Love Not on this guy. podcast, man. Love that. Well, okay. Here's okay. So, what's your question, though? Well, my question, I think, is the. It <laughs> Have just I made looked me, at anything new in five years. No, no. It just made me think of the kind of people that you. Uh, not What's not the, look up to as such. No, but, it, I I do very much look up to Neil Cesarega. Yeah, but then you know some other people not even look up to or idolize, but mm-hmm. that you're kind of into or in some way maybe influenced by. You're always influenced by the kind of stuff you consume, right? So yeah. And I was thinking about your people as, you know, people like Angela Nagel and we both <laughs> share, you know, John Bronson and people like yes. that. And then I was thinking about my own. And I'm like, yeah, very similar. And it, I wonder how much that's informed the kind of people we are. Because honestly, yeah. the kind of people that we quote unquote idolize are very 
boring people in a way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean, though? It's like right. we're not, you know, neither of us are particularly wild, you know, party goers. We don't really yeah. do anything that extreme. We don't, uh, you know, we're not into like any any kind of activities that are unusual or even daring, really. We, we mostly sit down and talk. That's what we enjoy yeah. doing more often. Um, Over some drinks. Yeah, whereas I'm thinking yeah. about other people and what they are like as people and then looking to the kind of people that they look up to or that they find interesting. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, maybe that's it. Maybe, and especially me now, I'm thinking about the people who have stuck there as kind of yeah. idols and they are generally quite boring adults, you know. But, Not that they are actually but boring. But do you know what's interesting, though? They don't do anything. I, I just feel that in some way I'm becoming much more like them than I am, you know, What's interesting, though, is there are certain people, this just occurred to me very recently, there are certain people who, at one point in my life, like, truly broke my brain. Like, truly, I was like, oh, my God, this is this is exactly what... And I even remember having the thought, like, I'd like to be like that. Okay. And then, for whatever reason, it completely fit. So, like, I never talk about Oscar Wilde. But when I read Oscar Wilde in high school, I was like, oh, this is Algernon Moncrief, the, 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 the main like dandy in Importance of Being Earnest. That was like my favorite character in literature when I was in oh, high really? school. Yeah. I love that. And I think I I think in many ways I sort of. Yeah, you really do live that life. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Fuck you. I do. I'm sure Algernon in The Importance of Being Earnest was making like, fucking quips about, you know, Shakey's Pizza. And- <laughs> I may be a low-class Algernon Moncrief. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a low-class dandy. <laughs> I guess. Hey, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the profligate Raquel. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, too, right. I'm not. I don't have a lot of wealth. I spend all my wealth on bad things. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't I'm say a trash much dandy. You, you do wear uh, ties sometimes. True, but That's, I think it's yeah. more in. The, I think it's more in my hedonism. My sort of aestheticism, my uh, the the things I value I are rarely. Hedon, like, what's your definition of hedonism now? Well, I don't want to get blue on the podcast, oh, but you know on. what I mean. Like, I I I, I will say that I, I think that I think I've been accused, not by you, but by many people, of being um, perhaps not nice, perhaps uh, uh, perhaps sort of. Uh, Let's try not to say a Lothario. Well, <laughs> I've been accused. He's like, of- I would sound like such a douche if I called myself a Lothario. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. I don't even mean that. Although I think that I have been accused of that, which probably was also influenced by Oscar Wilde. But <laughs> <laughs> fuck okay. you, I'm getting, I'm painting myself into a corner. You really here. are. You're <laughs> essentially saying I am the new Oscar Wilde. You know what? Even I'm the I have, off- there's no way of justifying it. But- I'm the Oscar Wilde of North Hollywood. Fuck it. <laughs> That's what there I'm going are. for now. <laughs> But and then more importantly, though, I've, I think I've often been accused, perhaps with some accuracy of being pretentious, being pretentious. Absolutely. Being pretentious, being condescending, mm. also prioritizing sort of uh, humor or I mean, especially I think people have accused me of uh, making jokes 
that are perhaps hurtful to others, (laughs) even though I know it's wrong, but I'm more interested. And to me, that's a very Oscar Wilde thing. The, the kind of, the kind of constant prioritization of wit and beauty over any sort of moral pursuit is something I think I can relate to. Were Oscar Wilde alive today, he'd be trolling on Twitter and Reddit. I think that's, I think there's truth to that actually. Yeah. I think there is, I think there's truth to that. I think he would, I think, (laughs) (laughs) I know. First of all, why do you say that? that Like, why do you say that? Like I fucking, like I troll on Twitter and Reddit. I mean more, (laughs) Oh, well I'll do a joke, uh, you know, cause I value, I value the importance of a, of the gag over moral. That's true. Is that not true? I'm not saying it's not true. I've gotten in trouble for it, so fucking it must be true. You're making sound like you've martyred yourself somewhat at the foot of, you know, irreverent comedy. You really haven't. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. But I'm saying... I can't remember an example of, you know... I can't remember an example of that happening with you. I'll say this. I was just in a cast recently. Uh Uh-huh. And people were going around the table saying, who's the nicest person in the cast? And I was fucking appalled that my name didn't even get into the finalists. Is that right? Not even in the top five out of 12. And I, and so I put myself, I said, hey, what about me? What about Max? See, but that's why. And then they all kind of looked at me and went, well, (laughs) they said, you're funny. I don't know if you're nice, Mm. you know? Yeah. Well, I I come from a culture where it's very much, yeah. You're very a much the opposite culture. Well, yeah, and I don't think uh, I'm not. I'm not. No, for no, no. A, Before we move on to that, I am the Oscar Wilde of North Hollywood. You can suck my dick about it, as far as I'm concerned. I'm trying to think who else lives in North Hollywood who would more accurately David Dickens. What about him? More Oscar Wilde than you. <laughs> what? In what way? He's I... the James Joyce of North Hollywood. Um, well, there's truth to that as well, I suppose. <laughs> I'm just saying nonsense. I'm just saying Irish authors now. Yeah, what am I? And I've named all two that I know. I gotta be oh, s- you know what? You're the Angela Nagel. She's I'm Irish. The, I'm the Angela Nagel of <laughs> Thousand Oaks. Yeah, exactly. All right, I'll take it. No, but it's true, though. I think... Uh, it, Was George def- Bernard Shaw Irish? No. Or was he Scottish? Or was he English? You would be English, I think. No, I think he was Irish. I could be wrong. Let me look it up. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, it's the same with Oscar Wilde, like technically Irish, but. Well, or, or T.S. Eliot, technically, technically British or no, technically, technically American, British. technically American. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I think, I think you're kind of defined more by, you know, where you state your, where you state your claim, you know, George Bernard, you're the George Bernard Shaw of Ireland. I mean, shit, okay. you're the George Bernard Shaw of Thousand Oaks. I think that's true. Fair enough. Because George Bernard Shaw had, he was kind of like Oscar Wilde, but a little bit more um, plain. That's fine. Fine. He was kind of like Oscar Wilde, but a little bit more uh, thoughtful, I would say. And a little bit, I'd say a little bit more curmudgeonly and a little bit more rational. Yeah, I think I'm the Schopenhauer of Thousand Oaks. I think that's the Arthur Schopenhauer. Because he was racist. Yeah, just because he fucking is <laughs> just a miserable old bastard. But he's, he was, he's interesting, though, because he was a miserable old bastard who yeah. uh, seemed to live very well. <laughs> seemed, to, yeah. seemed to not be particularly unhappy, despite his quote-unquote misery. I feel like I, I fit that pretty well. People seem to think I'm miserable all the time, but I'm generally pretty... <laughs> Generally, pretty level-headed. So, so. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm, I found ways. Oh, are we doing to be philosophers? Pretty, 
I mean, you know, okay. like, we're, we're getting into a crossover territory with George Bernard Shaw, right? Like he just definitely he wasn't a philosopher. He's Oscar Wilde was more of a philosopher. No, than but he he's was. been George Bernard Shaw has definitely been cited, you know, for in the same way that, for, for instance, like Jean Paul Sartre has, you know. Jean Paul Sartre wasn't a philosopher, though. He was a philosopher no. first and foremost. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that there is <laughs> there is sometimes a little, and the same with Oscar Wilde. It's like, they, There's overlap. Thinkers. There is a bit of an overlap. Thinkers. Yeah. <laughs> They're thinkers, right? There I you hope go. we are. I hope no one ever listens to this show after this. Someone's going to come. <laughs> In decades or centuries to come, they're going to go, I found we're going to be switched thinkers. <laughs> well, no, what is going to become is if you're a fucking pretentious idiot, people are going to start going, you're the Sean and Max of North yeah, Hollywood. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we have a go at Penn Gillette for equating, <laughs> yeah, him, no equating himself with all these people. And yet here we are. Fuck me. No, but what <laughs> philosopher are you? That's, uh, oh, that's the... That's I the, think uh, Schopenhauer I come closest to. I don't know anything about Schopenhauer. What, tell me about Schopenhauer's deal. He's pretty good. Um, <laughs> he's pretty good. A lot of people have problems with what he said, including other philosophers. But I yeah. think more and more... Um, more and more recently, it's definitely hard to look back. I know my friend uh, works at a university and he's been, he teaches philosophy and he's kind of mm-hmm. been advised against saying Schopenhauer anymore. Not because he was especially like hardline racist mm-hmm. or bigoted or anything, but you would have, you know, quite long chapters on why women are just kind of a silly sex and stuff yeah. like that, you know? Sure. Yeah, I mean, he was writing in the fucking 1700s. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it is funny that he credit. codified those beliefs in philosophical terms. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's kind of what's interesting about it is it's essentially Mugtau, mm-hmm. but very, very academically written and very, <laughs> and also very, very like beautifully written too. Yeah. Like he had a really good way with words and that's what I like. Like some philosophy is dry as fuck was, and I really, I even if the, you know, the sentiments of the theories or whatever are very you know impressive or relatable even i can't really get into it unless i feel like the person writing it has got a bit of a flair got a bit of a way of words that's kind of why i like schopenhauer i think he's got a very good way of words and i think he's very funny i think people don't realize people i think look at philosophy thinking it's going to be very serious it's going to be very matter of fact and here's Mm -hmm. what and a lot of it is like that you know if you read for instance you know um What's his fucking face? The uh, cause and effect fellow, um, empiricist. Uh, uh, Hume? Hume, yeah. Yeah. But very, very dry. Yeah. It's like, well, if you it sounds like pen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like, in, in my head, that's the kind yeah. of voice I hear. It's just yeah. like, well, if you haven't seen a black swan, it doesn't mean that it. Right. No, I mean, actually, no, I guess he'd be saying the opposite of that. Anyway, uh, I lost my point there. But yeah, I, I appreciate... Uh, Hume had some humor to him. Is that what you're going to say? No, I'm going to say kind of the opposite. Yeah. Well, apparently in his personal life, he was known as uh, Bon David. Um, right, but in his... And, and like, apparently he was like, he was at the fucking bars, he was drinking, he was like oh, a that's big quite fat possible. motherfucker. Yeah, I like think Newton he, was as well at some so? points. Yeah. Uh, I know Einstein was notorviously a lady chaser as well. Is that right? Yeah. God, imagine I'm sorry, not, I'm sorry, not, <laughs> I'm sorry, not, I'm sorry, no, no, no. Say, Wait, no, not, not Einstein. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually worse. Ben, Benjamin Franklin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Benjamin totally Franklin was a, was a skirt chaser, as they I, say. I can totally imagine that. Einstein, I have trouble imagining him settling up yeah. to a go and being like <laughs> yeah, a- was einstein one of those vol cells who are the vol cell voluntary yeah who are the vol cell philosophers i think he might i think kant was one i think schopenhauer was too yeah schopenhauer was a big antinatalist he was very okay. against uh birthing birthing yeah. procreating so uh yeah he was pretty um i think as far as i know maybe he had a prostitute or two but that's about it socrates vol cell maybe 
Uh, who knows? I mean, I, would, I, mean I mean, with ancient Greece, you never know what they were up to. I think I don't think he was a vault. I know Kant. By the way, what Max is saying, if he, he keeps saying Volsol, which sounds like a fucking uh, people you know, should like know what it is. No, uh, <laughs> it's voluntary celibate, right? right? So there's involuntary celibate, which is incel, in yeah. and they're the kind of people who you know people assume are going to do mass shootings, and then there are Volsols, who are people who are abstinent, essentially. Assume with some accuracy, by the way. Um, and also wrist cells. So within the incel community, Wait, there what's are a wrist cell. So within the incel community, they subcategorize the incels based on the reason mm. that they are not having sex. Uh-huh. So if you're short, you're a height cell. If you're autistic, you're a mental cell. Oh, this is stupid. This is just what they do. I mean, yeah. I'm not making this up. No, I know, but it is stupid. This, they, uh, if you're an addict, you're a drug cell. But one of the funniest ones is if your wrists are too thin and feminine, you're a wrist cell. <laughs> <laughs> That's very specific. Well, isn't and then it? There more also, than, there's more than that. I'm, I'm, that by involves the way, there being more than one. That involves there being more than a handful of thin wrist handful of people who have decided I'm not getting laid. Why could it must be? Because because of my fucking wrists. By the way, I'm absolutely plagiarizing the Angela Nagel of YouTube okay. contrapoints right now. But yeah. she, she, well, and this is not like her original idea. It's just I only know this because of her. So I want to give props because uh, of her video on Trying Insel. To get a shout out. Contrapoints on the poor quality podcast. Contrapoints, which is never endorsed this shit. Contrapoints would never endorse this piece of shit podcast. No, she She's too good. No. Uh, but no, so Contra, she says, and I call her Contra, we're friends. Uh, Get on with it. She points out that there's also uh, racially based ones. So you know that their, their, their worldview breaks down to there are chads. Yeah. Chad's are like the you know the yeah. good looking and athletic fellows yes. who get a lot of girls. Yes, there are Chad stupid usually. There are in, there are normies, which is like would be like probably you and me. Mm-hmm. We'd probably be normies. Actually, we're Chads. Let's be fucking real, bro. I don't know. I, I, I think I think incels would look at us and say Chad. The definition of Chad to me always um, always seems to coincide with like you know kind of jockey. Because yeah, I, I think the thing they try and it's, it ties into that whole friend zone thing, right? It's like, well, we're really smart and really nice, but they always go for these dumb jokes. Sure, that's what Chad's refers. You're to, probably right to me. I don't think we. So we're probably count. normies. Sure, normies maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm an incel. And then there's incels. <laughs> so yeah, it breaks down. Men are there's three basically. Right. Uh, Chad's incels and normies. Uh, if you're a normie, then your life's per and dude again plagiarizing. Uh, if you're a normie, essentially they're idea comes from i think from red pill which is you're going to meet a woman who rides the quote-unquote cock carousel mm-hmm. until she's about late 20s she settles down with you beta bucks divorces you takes all your money mm-hmm. goes with an alpha yep. again in her middle age yep. okay mm-hmm. that so that's your life if you're a normie if you're a chad of course you're just going to be you're just going to be slaying poon for the rest of your life for the rest of your life yeah. but if you're an incel never it's never going to change for you baby right that's just it. You're you're that for the rest of your life. Now, they will say that race is sometimes the basis for inceldom. Uh and those ones are called black cells. Or white cells. Rice cells. Rice cells. Curry cells. Oh god. <laughs> and the 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 chad equivalent of them. So and then of course, obviously, there are certain people who are not chads that are also non white. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, there are non incels who are non white, and those are called Tyrones. 
Okay. Uh, Chad Preets uh-huh. and Changs. All right. Well, here's the thing. Like, who do you think is having a hard time getting laid because of their race? It's like, you know, I, um, there's someone for every race, you know. Sure. I don't think there's a single race that, you know, isn't get the whole race isn't getting laid, you know. I've never heard of that. Uh, I, I don't want to speak for people of other races, but I, I think that I've heard that before. Really? I've heard from people of other races who are average looking that they feel that their race is an inhibitor. To, now, maybe they're just... Well, who are they trying to fuck? Uh, white women. Is that it? Is it all in, it's all in relation to white being the, the norm, quote unquote? I don't know. Because otherwise or, it doesn't or, really make or sense. Or white men, you know. white men, I don't know. Dave I mean, Chappelle, like, this, we're getting let's, into let's say, very fucking problematic well, let's say, territory. Let's say you got, uh, let's say you got uh, an incel in Japan, and he, he is having trouble getting laid, and then he decides, he I'm, a, I'm a rice cell. Yeah, I'm okay. assuming rice cell refers to Southeast Asia. I think so. almost all of this shit is American. Okay. All right. Well, because they claim that it's American women, because they claim it's a Western tradition, specifically because of Tinder and this sociological theory oh, they call right. hypergamy. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, hypergamy is slightly different. I mean, how much do we really want to get into these lads again? Uh, dude, know. people love this. Do you know how much people... Do you realize that our fucking our fucking Freebird is the episode four, the MGTOW episode? And, you know, that's... But, Incels but, are adjacent. Nah, but here's the thing is the, the thing about that episode that was... Uh, entertaining was purely it was nothing to do with us it was just yeah. exposing people to right. the kind of shit these people are saying right and uh yeah I, again we could do that at any given point we could break out reddit and just read things out and we'd have a hit on our hands but no we gotta we gotta <laughs> maybe we gotta know where our bread is buttered <laughs> yeah, no, but it's not also... us sitting around talking about who's the schopenhauer of north hollywood that's for <laughs> fucking sure thousand Oaks, please. Sorry. Yeah. But, um yeah, no, nah, I think we got to reach a little higher, you know. Okay, low hanging fruit, the incels. All right, low you want to get into fruit. you want to get into some. Um... Well, you were trying to start this whole thing by talking about spooky stories. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, I had nothing. So yeah, nothing. let's not okay. follow that thread. Just too hoping deeply. that I would suddenly go. Oh, here's kinda, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that you'd be like, I saw a fucking skinwalker on the way here. Yeah, no, well, that would be good if I had. Yeah, but I haven't. Are there any haunted? Uh, I mean, look, we're sitting here. The fucking hills silhouetted against the sky. Uh-huh. A plane moving. Have you heard of the have you heard of the um what do they call that? The Arizona lights, I think? Yeah, the UFO lights. thing. Um possibly. David, we gotta get David on here to talk about it because he saw them. Uh-huh. He was very young when he did. But apparently he remembers there were all these lights that just stood like apparently were lit up over Arizona that looked like, you know, fucking UFOs, and they were there for a good long while. There's footage of it. And he said that him and his neighbors fucking went out and like he remembers being on his front lawn as a kid and looking or looking up and looking around and seeing all the other neighbors on their front lawns looking up at the sky like what the fuck is that? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think I talked about it on um, on the podcast before, but I got into got kind of into aliens for a while there. Yeah. And I read about most of those, you know, high profile cases that happened and Uh-oh. were seemingly inexplicable. Hey, no, where's but, your mustache? Because I have a feeling the myth is about to get busted right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember specifically that one, but yeah, almost always there's plenty of very reasonable explanations for them. Yeah, I remember reading actually a really good book called um, Ghostland, which talked about ghost stories in America in particular mm-hmm. and kind of took a sociological approach to ghost stories and especially as like a form of 
folk tradition, which is mm-hmm. not, not that novel of a concept. Sure. But one of the things I thought was interesting was he starts the book by saying, like almost as a preface, like before you buy this book for the wrong reasons, I want to let you know I'm not engaging with the debate of whether or not ghosts are real. I'm just analyzing ghosts as a folk tradition and especially the tales. And yet at the end of every chapter, he would tell, he would tell kind of like overlay the ghost stories of certain regions of the United States. But then at the end of every chapter, he'd spend like three pages debunking, like fully fucking deep. And that's his responsibility as a journalist. Sure. But it seemed like a real engagement with the veracity, which he claimed he wasn't going to do. But it was like funny because he talks about the Winchester house, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Which people love, and I grew up near the Winchester House, and uh, and I explain the Winchester House. Yeah, so the Winchester, the Winchester Mystery House, as it was later rebranded, was allegedly the home of allegedly the home of Sarah Winchester, who was the is that alleged or is that well, it is alleged. That's part of what I learned in Ghostland. So it was allegedly the home of Sarah Winchester, who was the wife of the person who invented the Winchester rifle, which is the gun that won the West Mm -hmm. and was responsible for was she the wife of his or i I think she she was was, the wife i thought she was an heiress no i think she was the wife okay yeah Mm -hmm. i could be wrong but she might have been the daughter but i think she was the wife okay and so she was the wife of the of the winchester um maybe she i don't know she was in some way connected to the winchester fortune and um allegedly she had some sort of, I want to say she, the lore goes that she had some sort of consultation with a medium and she was afraid of being haunted by the ghosts of all of the people that the Winchester rifle had killed. Right. And for whatever reason, she felt that her, her home, if she kept building it and adding onto it, would ward off the spirits or would otherwise confuse the spirits. <laughs> they just get sick of it and go, like, fuck it. Yeah, like a bunch of <laughs> like a Scooby-Doo effort. episode yeah. <laughs> where it'll be like a staircase that leads up and then it opens a door to a blank wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, according to this author, a few of the facts that are left out, that he says, first of all, it's, it's rather misogynist because actually Sarah Winchester was sort of the was sort of the brains behind that architecture, which was rather experimental. And yeah. Winchester, Sarah Winchester had an interest in architecture and he thinks it's perfectly plausible that she was just interested in experimental architecture. <laughs> she had the fucking money to do it. Everyone else is just like, ah, she's on her period. Yeah. She's crazy. <laughs> she's she's seeing period all, ghosts. All the laborers. Yeah. Are just like, ah, she's having another one. Yeah. That flows in. The other thing he pointed <laughs> out is that the Winchester mystery house was not her only home, nor was it her primary home. It was one of many properties that she, owned yeah so i think it was pretty much her it was like a weird experiment like a fun kinda, house yeah. yeah and she lived primarily apparently in a different house i could believe that now sure. i don't remember all the details uh it also talks by the way so it goes by region and so in california it talks about the winchester house on the east coast it talks about the amityville house oh yeah and it basically spends three pages saying the fucking warrens made it all up did they admit it? well yeah. they didn't uh the other people involved did uh, i can't remember who exactly they were but basically they they admitted that they concocted it over a dinner party yeah they, they all had yeah. dinner together and decided to, to basically start this elaborate hoax and uh yeah that's why the warrens have the name they do now I really recommend if you have any interest at all in ghosts and you're not too upset by them being fucking roundly debunked. Uh, it's a very interesting book. I've, I've said it before. People in California do not care how many times it's been debunked. True. They just and, and don't. 
Everyone believes in fucking ghosts. It's unbelievable. Uh, So take a look at the book Ghostland by... What's his fucking name? Mason Dixon or something like that? Mason (laughs) Dixon. No, it's like like Colin Dickey or something like that. Um, I like the idea of a paranormal investigator called Colin. (laughs) Just a solid Hey, look, that was almost a reality for you as far as I understand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's still on the back burner. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I don't know about all of that. Um, I would love to believe. I'm, I'm like you, you know. I, I don't think either of us believe in anything. Like hey, that. I, hey, I think oh, there's, you're, you're I think there's, I, I think, think there's, there's some things that are unexplainable. I think there's something. I think there are some things that are unexplained. No, of course, of course, I don't believe in anything. Yeah, I think everything probably is explainable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe there are some things that are unexplained. There are certainly, you know, there's those weird cases <sighs> that come out throughout history of uh you know Dyatlov Pass and fucking the Taman Shrud guy is that Taman Shrud? Yeah, something like that. You know, weird things, but there is an explanation somewhere, it just hasn't been found. The the truth unfortunately or I don't I don't know if it is unfortunate, but I the problem is is that I, I am just um so kind of I guess deeply contrarian and misanthropic that I don't even like the other side of that coin, which I essentially agree with. So there's the take. Uh, my instinct just now was to say, ah, no, there's no such thing as ghosts. There's no fucking romance in the world. Everything is boring. And then my immediate follow up would have been, actually, there is a ton of romance. There's love. There's, you know, there's, yeah, yeah. and then, and then What's I'm the like, pendulum argument. Or we the, don't need to the, celebrate the Christmas Tim, because every day is fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or the Tim Minchin <laughs> or whatever. Right, right. And right. the the sort of the sort of secular spirituality, if you will. Yeah. And I don't like that either. No, I'm with you. But ultimately, it just comes down to I don't like anything. Yeah. Whether I agree with it or not, no, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah. I'm perfectly happy accepting. I'm completely impossible to satisfy. No, but I'm perfectly happy accepting that this stuff is very much unlikely to be true. At least the cases that have come out are almost all debunked, right? But yeah. um, I'm I'm happy accepting that whilst also you know having a kind of passion for it. Sure. Yeah, I think people assume with the amount of stuff that I look into about this kind of stuff that I must be a uh, you know, in some way, uh, at least open to the possibility. But right. I'm, I'm sort of not. I'm not even or, really or open a, to or the a possibility. Men, or, a mental, or you might be into mentalism, or you might be into tarot. Or well, I think that there's a good reason that the vast majority of uh, magicians, especially mentalists, uh, are atheists. I think it's it's not a coincidence that they tend to be. It's because, yeah, you know, they kind of know the workings of a lot of these things, and um, especially when it comes to you know mediums and all that. But we're not going to get into that again. I fucking railed no. about. Oh yeah, you can and, and for the record, for by the way, and I love. So I think where you and I differ is that I actually love a lot of the stuff that you that that is very Los Angeles. I love going to the New Age shop. I love going to the uh-huh. metaphysical shop. Mm-hmm. I love. I like buy. I even like buying them. I like buying the reversing candles and the stones. Sometimes just for the not even for the placebo effect, but just for the kind of fun of doing a thing. I remember once when Mercury was in retrograde, uh, I I bought a I bought a Mercury reversing candle, God. and I burned it. And I in my head I know it's not going to do anything, but you know what? It's fun to burn a candle. No, nah, it's fun to tell a story to yourself and exactly. all. Exactly. I mean, well, as Joan Didion uh, said, is oh, she one God. of my fifteen people? Yeah, uh, she's close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's definitely in there. Now as Joan Didion yeah. said, we tell ourselves stories in order to live. No, but, that's totally fine. I have no problem with that. I mean, it's the same thing with, uh, you know, all of that 
black magic stuff that became kind of notorious in the early 20th century with Aleister Crowley and all of that. Yeah. Like, all of that stuff's pretty fun. I can imagine, Absolutely. like, you know, doing one of those rituals or whatever must be a really fun time. It's kind of like creating your own little immersive show, right? Fuck yeah. Oh, but my God. Yeah. I would never do it expecting anything to happen. I'm not, I mean, not, not going to spend six months in a house doing yeah. rituals hoping my guardian angel is going to show up. I do feel guilt when I go to the metaphysical shop and I buy their wares knowing that I'm going to use them in ways that they will not approve of. Oh, you shouldn't feel guilt about that. You should feel more guilty about the fact that they pay psychics to be there. So no, essentially, you're funding you're funding these fucking charlatans. Uh, you know, yeah. but also, I I'm not in, I'm not completely convinced that at least half of the people going to psychics don't view it the same way I do. I would go to a psychic. Yeah, for the funsies. Yeah. Now I do feel bad when people fucking expend their entire fortune and whatever the fuck. But not only it's not even spending your entire. I mean, there is certainly a lot of evidence of that, but there's also evidence of. Uh, you know, it's people making really bad decisions based on what a psychic told them. Make very bad, destructive life decisions. Now you can blame it on the, you know, on the on the victim and say, oh, well, you should you should be smarter. But the thing is, they have no reason to be smarter because everyone here is just open minded and saying like, oh, well, if it works for you, then go do it. No, yeah, you're no, a product no, of no, your no, environment. No. Absolutely. Ugh, I, no, I have I have I have sympathy certainly more for any victim of that type of thing than I do for any practitioner of it. Mm. But I and I don't really have any sympathy for a practitioner of it, but I wouldn't also go so far as to I mean, you know what, look, as far as as far as I'm concerned, Sean, it's very cool looking and I'm in a steep like Oscar Wilde. There you go. So I <laughs> I value that more than anything. I think Oscar Wilde was was against it. He was around in the time of the first spiritualist movement in Victorian Victorian England, right? I think. You think I, he was? I know for a fact the Arthur Conan Doyle was really into it. He was really a, a heavy believer in it, and Harry Houdini was <laughs> completely dumbass. against it. And they, had, yeah, they had this famous, kind of interesting yeah. friendship based on that, with Arthur Conan Doyle sort of trying to convince Harry Houdini that it was all true and right. vice versa. But Alfred Co- fucking Conan Doyle also believed in that ther- fairy hoax. You know? What? The, uh, Gay marriage? Uh, what they call it? Cottingham fairies? <laughs> that was a great joke. No, no, it was pretty good. <laughs> that was a- <laughs> Go on. Go ahead. No, what was it? I think it's uh, the Cottingham fairies or something like that. They made a movie about it called Fairy Tale. Um, mm. Like kids movie about it. It's these fucking girls fucking around with a camera in their, in their back garden. Uh, making it seem like they'd taken photos of fairies and everyone fucking they swept the nation everyone oh yeah I, I, I recall hearing about this yeah. actually and Arthur Conan Doyle you know really believed in it he got in touch with them like yeah. became a kind of patron and uh, Harry Houdini's there saying yeah this is bullshit obviously yeah. <laughs> it's fucking if you look at the photos now you'd be amazed at how anyone believed they were real yeah. <laughs> it's pretty insane anyway um, I will say that uh, what's it called What's the word? Is is this? Have, I, you probably know much more about Harry Houdini than I do. I've heard a tale, large, almost definitely apocryphal, in which Houdini gave his wife before he died. He gave her some sort of yeah. password or something yeah. that he was like, "Try this with mediums; they won't be able to get it because it's not real." And something about like keeping a candle lit for him or some shit like that. And then she she had some quote where she was like. Uh, well, 10 years is long enough to wait for any man and she blew it out. And then that night there was like an unprecedented thunderstorm in, have you heard this, this uh, not that particular tale? one? I know that he did before he died, he made a bunch of kind of, 
agreements and deals and st- he he was the one who famously always said hey if there is another if there is a spirit world i will let you know somehow yeah and uh they do that's why they do that seance at the magic castle every year for harry houdini but misty lee uh right yeah um but no uh, he hasn't come back and uh i'm sure but you know if, if you make that kind of wager it's, it's the same way the same way that when an atheist dies everyone likes to say ah you know on his deathbed he converted yeah you know it's a kind of charles darwin that, yeah charles darwin uh christopher hitchens more recently everyone did was, that happen no he didn't actually convert but a lot of people said he did that'd be that would fucking rule it'd be hilarious <laughs> no but he he made a uh, christopher hitchens himself made a made a kind of uh, statement about that saying like hey it's fully possible that i might get to such a in my illness i might get to such a state of yeah. deterioration that i might i may have those kinds of visions and i may have those kind of convictions but you shouldn't trust me because <laughs> i will be yeah absolutely sick. mental yeah contrast that with the hubris of someone like Penn Jillette who says i want to die in a foxhole so that people will see that i don't call out to god <laughs> i mean that's a weird <laughs> I mean, you know, he's he's being irreverent there. He's being right. kind of silly. It's like something Bob Dylan might say. <laughs> or so he thinks. Pendulette is the Oscar Wilde of Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Not many other options there, I don't think. You may be right. Tell us closer. Probably. In more ways than one. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah well, well, well. I'll tell you what I am going into. Oh, God. <laughs> You want to talk about fucking this is by the way, this is just as bad as being into psychics, but go ahead. I know what you're about to say. How is it as bad as being into psychics? Because it's silly. It's silly, Sean. It's fucking silly and paranoid. I don't think it's paranoid at all. I think it's based entirely entirely on fact, and it's uh, just a decision I've made to uh... (laughs) go on. I mean, uh, there's no easy way to say it. I'm just becoming a little bit more conscious about my, my privacy. Or privacy. How do you say it in America? Privacy. You say privacy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just becoming a little bit more conscious about that. and mm-hmm. trying to remove myself from from the big uh, the big five, as they're known. Sean's becoming a libertarian, folks, is what, what that comes down to. What the fuck has it got to do with libertarianism? <laughs> That's nothing to do with it. You no, don't want anything, the government prying in your shit. No, you see, if anything, the libertarians like big companies, and they right. like... Uh, oh, you know, this is the big five, the so can I guess what the big five is? You don't need to guess, they're pretty obvious. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Google? Google. Amazon? Yep. Facebook? Yep. Disney? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the big five tech companies. You know. Oh, tech companies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Google, Amazon, uh, Facebook. Ooh. What's more powerful than those three? TikTok doesn't have, no. <laughs> doesn't have to be more powerful than them. It just has uh, to be more invasive. Uh, no, no. Think about the things that we which which are the biggest and that we use. You haven't mentioned the biggest one yet. Apple. Mm, yeah, they're among them. Yeah. Okay, so I have four out of five. Yeah, there's one more. <sighs> I mean, uh, and, they're, and I'm gonna hit myself when I miss yeah, it. Yeah, you really are. Fuck. Um, what computer do you use? Dell. Windows. Microsoft. There you go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Windows. <laughs> Idiot. Oh, Dell. <laughs> I was like, the big five. <laughs> Google. <laughs> Dell. Google, Facebook, <laughs> Dell. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Microsoft, no. Apple. Oh, my God. God. Okay. I'm not too. Left? I'm not too bothered about Apple uh, because Apple are genuinely a lot more privacy conscious than uh, than the others are. But um, and, and they, you know, Apple are very much on their own. They don't. Um, 
they don't uh, they don't so for instance google and facebook they have very strong ties to the nsa and i think apple does as well but apple has no they've built it they built their products so that there is no way for the nsa to actually get anything from apple even if they requested wasn't there a big controversy about a a back door to all of the security that if subpoenaed can take anything no matter how much it's been deleted and and use it for that's prosecution tr- that's true but uh with with regards to apple they could do that but they wouldn't have much luck because apple doesn't a lot of apple's um for instance like their messaging is uh end-to-end encrypted and you can't they even they can't see it they can't they wouldn't be able to give the fbi anything Isn't to everything end-to-end there. encrypted no i mean it depends look i'm, I'm not a particularly tech you know, tech-oriented person. So right. a lot of these terminologies I don't particularly understand. Sure. But what I do know is that Facebook, for instance, everything that goes across Facebook Messenger and everything that goes across Google, you know, Gmail and stuff like that is very, very easy to, uh, not only for them to see, and in fact they do see it, and that's how they start trying to advertise to you as well, is by scanning your email Absolutely. and all of that kind of thing. But uh, certainly if there was any kind of big security breach or any kind of, let's say they even just changed ownership, uh, they could do whatever they want with that information. Whereas with Apple, it would be a little harder. Well, I will say that... Um, Apple, here's the thing. Apple, they, Apple's business model is to sell products, sell hardware and software. You know, yeah. uh, Google, there's a reason it's free. You know, Facebook, same thing. Reason it's free. Their business model is to sell data. You, yeah, your, your data, your information, and, uh, and sell it back to you in various ways. Yeah. And which yeah, is a just, good time to mention, by the way, this, uh, what, what timestamp are we at right now? About 40 minutes. This episode is sponsored by NordVPN. <laughs> uh, if you want to, if I you don't use NordVPN safely, <laughs> I don't use NordVPN because you know what? They actually, uh, they're not so strong themselves in terms of, they, uh, oh, Christ. so I hear, so I hear <laughs> what I, I thought was safe. <laughs> I was looking up VPNs to use and they, yeah. a few people had a few issues with that. Now so. for the people in the audience, explain what a VPN is virtual private network right so, so it, it's like is, when you go to proxy.com back in the day and it, it gives yeah. you a false ip so that you are it essentially roots your yeah it roots your internet activity through a different place and it's actually very like, vpn won't really protect you from much like for instance let's say you were doing something illegal how could that be so uh because they're pretty easy to reverse engineer i think mm. I so if think you're using nord yeah. Then Nord's servers of false VPNs can be triangulated in the same way a regular server could be. Is that uh, right? I would imagine. So all I hear is that it's not an especially. If, if that was enough, then you know Edward Snowden would have been fine. You know, it, now, it, there's a lot more, and you know, companies <laughs> especially Snowden was using NordVPN. <laughs> Yeah. What, if, they, what, what if that yeah. was one of their endorsements and then he got caught? They were like, oh. he was using NordVPN and Gmail. And uh, he turned, he was like, well, I turned all my fucking privacy settings to. He's know. like, look, I just wanted connected emails. Yeah, I wanted my Gmail so to I go really to my like Yahoo. Google. I like the little Google. Yeah, I like the doodles they have on certain days of the year. Look, I, I saw one. It had Marie Curie on it. I yeah, thought that right, was cool. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so a VPN won't, you know, it's not going to protect you from any any serious organization or any serious, yeah. you know, especially like the government, they're not going to be stopped by a VPN. But it's an added, just an added layer of, of privacy. I mean, to me, it's not like, I don't think anyone's trying to get my shit. I don't think anyone's particularly no. after me or, or that I'm in any danger of that. It's more just a kind of principle thing. You start with one thing, like I spoke a few weeks ago about trying to get off social media for that kind of reason. And... Uh, you know, when you start looking into that and how to do that and why you should do that, 
there's a little rabbit hole that you can fall down and it extends to a few more things like there were learning about it there were things that i had enabled and things that i just had sitting there and i hadn't given any thought to and i you know weighing the pros and cons i was like actually yeah more cons than pros for me i don't need that many of these things that Mm. i need to sacrifice Mm. my sacrifice my principles right yeah well like myself i have no principles and i like comfort because i am the oscar wilde of (laughs) north hollywood so i'm perfectly happy to give away my privacy yeah no i'm not going and by the way you have an alexa i've got an alexa biggest fucking yeah but that's when i wasn't really thinking about it again it's the kind of thing where i kind of knew listening device well yeah i kind of and i kind of knew about all of that and i was sort of like ah fuck it you know i don't care but i'm just starting to care a little bit more i haven't used my alexa for a long time remember batman uh, I do remember the Batman. Dark Knight 2008. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> where they yeah. kind of endorsed the Patriot Act a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, insofar as they endorse Batman, which they do. Well, the thing is, the Patriot Act itself uh, seems kind of quaint in comparison to what actually is going on now. Well, but the difference is that it's the primarily Patriot Act was really the like, difference is that a lot of that stuff isn't for the most part, although it theoretically could be it is not in practice being used for prosecution it's mostly being used for advertisement well yeah so that well that's part of it but it's also you know the especially when the patriot act came out from what i understand that was very much at least sold on being oh we're only using it to track terrorists and you know anyone who's suspected of criminal activity we we can use it there to intervene so we save lives and we save americans and we save children and all that and then what it turns out i mean one of the things that would snowden did kind of reveal among others him and a few others he's he's the kind of poster child for it and i honestly don't particularly care for him that much but um you revealed that yeah it's not it's being used for millions and millions and millions of people and that number is increasing every day and it's not being used responsibly and Quite literally, that he didn't he say something about people at the NSA offices just casually spying on people for no reason, you know, just because, know. just because they felt like it, or certain people that they found interesting for, uh, for no reason, like you would in any workplace. I would, yeah, exactly. If you got to think. At the NSA, have you been I'd at be any kind of creeping. office? You know, any yeah. kind of office which has more than like a, a handful of people. Yeah. Eventually, you start fucking around with what what you have access to. I Absolutely. certainly did it when I was at work. You know. Oh, and, I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this on the podcast, but when I was younger, when I was a younger, more even more Oscar Wilde-ish, amoral type of man, right. I would um, I would go on 4chan threads of unsecured home security cameras. Yeah. And yeah. look, because the default is just admin and password. Mm-hmm. And so there are tons of people who do one and don't ever bother to install the software and change that. Right. And so you can look in on people's homes and and the, you know, and I never, I, to be completely honest, I don't want to make myself sound like more of a fucking fugitive than I am. (laughs) I, I never stared for more than 20 seconds because mostly it was one, because mostly it was completely uninteresting. And two, because yeah, it is kind of fucked up, Yeah, but it is one of those things where you, you are rather horrified. Just like looking at how many very intimate, things you are looking in on yeah i saw one that was fixed on a bed there's a porn, now, uh, there's a porn category for it oh that's horrifying it's basically stolen uh cctv footage that's yeah. absolutely fucking horrifying yeah but um now again i never saw anybody i never even saw anything that had people in it right uh i was always just empty rooms when i saw it but god it it, it was crazy 
It was crazy. I mean, again, that's more of an infosec issue than than uh, like a. I mean, like a basic everyday silliness. Yeah, but that's the thing is that it all kind of comes together under one thing, which is that we're really careless about our privacy now. And that's true. That's that's why I'm more into it. It's not that I think the NSA is trying to get me. It's not that I think the FBI are going to turn up at my door and I need to protect myself from that. It's purely just the the sheer amount of things that you buy or that you told everyone else has or everyone else does, and then you you kind of when you look at it for what it is and you look at well first of all how little that most people that i speak to anyway you know if i say i'm leaving facebook or something like that most people seem to want to as well like no one's particularly happy that they're that, you know that they're on it right everyone's kind of always got this like oh yeah well, i wish i could but i got this person i got to keep in touch with i got sure. my family and blah 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 everyone seems almost they, they talk about it as if they're they're sort of a they're like stuck in a job they don't want to be in or they're yeah. stuck in like a kind of uh, like a prison and uh they think that it's become so intrinsic to their life that they can't live without it and they're willing to sacrifice quite a lot of uh integrity and, pres- and privacy for that and that's what i'm talking about i'm not saying that i'm any better than anyone else but i also resent the idea that because i've done that oh you, you must be some kind of like basement dwelling libertarian fucking i mean you are <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily am, mean that, that you I are was by that, principle but now i'm a basement dweller who's not not as connected to the outside world sure, so there is, just there is that i mean yeah no it, it just uh it just kind of freaks me out like i know like the house we're we're in right now my parents house that's got a you know, got one of those doorbells with video on it. And it's like, yeah. to me, that just seems so stupid. It's like, I don't yeah. need to see who's at my door. I don't need that enough. You know, these fucking companies, you can't trust these companies. The amount of, even with the big ones, the most responsible ones, quote unquote, Google and all of that. Like, just look at the sheer amount of what are they, breaches they what have, are they, the sheer amount of like violations they have, and that get swept away, and everyone forgets about them really quickly. But they're really on, they're like completely uncalled for. I remember the day. I'm young, but I remember the day where like even giving your name out on the internet was considered really dangerous. True. And that was in, even like the early 2000s. You but weren't really you- meant to do that. And now we're all completely, not only we're giving our names away, but we're giving away our name attached to a selfie of where we are. And sure. we've, and it's got, you know, the geolocation is embedded in a metadata. It's just kind of crazy how we're giving all of that away. I'm sure it's going to become the new norm, but I don't think it is, it's a it is, good one. It is already the it's new already norm. It's already the new norm. But I'm saying... I, th- I don't know if it will. I, I think by the time that there is any cause, anything happens that really should cause a backlash, we will be so trapped in it that we can't get out. But let me ask you so a I'm question. I mean, let me ask you a question. I mean, and this is a genuine question. How much of this data is going to anything other than targeted advertising experiences? That's the thing. You don't quite know. Right. You don't quite well, know. And the fact, and I think there's also an argument to be made, To be, if I'm being completely genuine, there is also an argument to be made for the fact that the fact that these people have this data, even if they're only, even if Google's only using it to target ads, which yeah. I think most of us agree is pretty innocuous. In fact, maybe even convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact remains that they have all your info yeah. and that can be exploited can be exploited Even they can be hacked and they have been it's not only it's not only being hacked it's like you know if google let's say they just change management you know Let's say they change management or let's say they get uh caught up even more so than they already have in um in you know like government let's say we get a malevolent government entity and then they team up with Google and then that data can be used any way pretty much that they want it to be. And I, I just don't necessarily, I think generally it's a good practice to try and keep as much 
to yourself as you can. I've already oh, like long before I had this little this little foray into it. I've always been careful about giving my phone number out. You know, even for grocery store cards I and give stuff that like shit that. out to everybody. I never do. And I try not to. Yeah. Even without doing that, I still get spam calls. Now, granted, I've said it on this podcast before. Yeah. I rarely say my last name, hmm. and I never say what I do for a living, but I will give my phone number out like you wouldn't fucking believe. Right. Which is funny, because you could probably use that phone number you could f- and figure, ever, uh, figure out almost everything. I mean, it's terrifying that you can... Again, this is something that just wasn't the case before, but you can type in... If you type in my full name on Google, you can find my current address my full current address yeah that is something that fucking terrifies me you know i I, I used to i used to be comforted by the fact that i lived in kind of this weird legal squatter situation or i just have a private agreement with my landlord and it's not on the books anywhere i would be very grateful for that however i recently i lived at this place for less than a year mm -hmm. and uh it's already out there unfortunately i recently got pulled over and they gave me a fix-it ticket saying that I had to change the address on my license. Oh, really? To, they said they said within 10 days of changing residence, you need to change it. Yeah. Now, why should you have to do I mean, that? See, now that is the libertarian in me well, where I'm like, why? That's so another thing. So you can thing. fucking find me? Well, that's another thing. I understand. Actually, you know, I honestly don't even really understand having your car registered to an address. It's sort of like, why? Right. Why does it need to be? Like, what, how often is that particularly useful? I'm sure they have their reasons. Yeah. I'm not sure how valid they really are. Like, and it's the same with... It's uh, completely to make you traceable. Okay, well, here's the thing. I've never, ever given my uh, permission to have my address anywhere online, especially anywhere public. Never oh, once, matter. and it doesn't matter because they will do it anyway. And that's why that's why I'm more careful about it now. You but can legally opt out, but I, I found my you I can, found really. I've never found my current address. I'm sure that's going to change when I have to go to the DMV to avoid mm-hmm. this fix it ticket. But I've never found my current address online. But I have found all of my old ones. Here's another thing: when you when I go to let's say I go to the grocery store and buy alcohol, right, or any kind of age restricted product, why do they scan my driver's license? They scan the barcode on it. Now, that's not the same as testing, you know, checking whether it's a real license or not. There's right. plenty of stuff on the card itself that lets you know that. They're scanning it every single time. And I ask them why, and they say they don't know. They just say they have to. And, I mean, there's something in that that I just inherently don't trust. I don't trust that, you know, when you, when you get one of those Ralph's reward cards or whatever the fuck... I don't trust the, you know, why do you need my phone number and address? You know, yeah. are you really? Mine's unregistered, by the way. They work whether they you. They do. Yeah. And that's why I've got every single one is unregistered. Or if I if they have kind of pressure I've me had to mine do something. Since I've I moved a, to LA and I have never registered it. No, and you shouldn't because they don't care that much about saving you some money on some, in your case, Cheez-Its. You know, mm-hmm. that's not what they're, they're not hey, trying to, a box, baby. yeah, but they're not trying to give yeah. you, again, it's the same with Gmail. It's like, why are they giving you all this shit for free? No, that there is a payoff and you, you know, even though you don't quite realize what you're signing up for, you are signing up for something. And then, yeah, I just, I'm generally just trying to remove myself from as many of those things <laughs> as I can. That's all. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's a perfectly fair absolutely. thing to do. And it doesn't take much effort either. Poor quality podcast is brought to you by Ethereum. Well, that's the stupidest <laughs> thing about it. My wife was my wife was kind of like you. She was asking, you know, well, why, she was why are you going? You. No, but she was like, why are you going to this much effort to yeah you know, to do this? Like, who are you running from? And <laughs> but I mean, it, it is especially ironic that I'm saying all of this on a podcast, <laughs> which I'm putting out where I talk yeah. in very very candid detail about 
you know, a lot of my life. You said so, your first and last name on here. Yeah, right. Ironically, as far as this podcast is concerned, I've been way more concerned about InfoSec yeah. than you. No, you have. Um, but I'm preempting cancellation. But That's here's, what here's I'm the difference. Of. I don't think anyone is really... Um, I don't think anyone is really going to listen to... The, you know, with emails and with texts and stuff like that and with data inputted somewhere, it's very easy to just mine it and use it however you want. Uh, with a podcast, I, I would love the idea of an NSA employee listening to all of the poor quality podcasts <laughs> trying to get information on me. Hey, we need the listeners. Yeah. So, if uh, yeah, I'm perfectly happy to make that sacrifice. But in general, just trying to take myself away from it. It's not that hard. Yeah, you just be careful about it. Yeah. It's also very rare that... Um, any so maybe i could fit right in with your infosec bros it sounds like you're yeah. already at least somewhat in tune with it I, i'm yeah. just going a little bit further with guys to take myself off of um services that i don't necessarily trust that much well here's what i'll say as the john ronson of north hollywood i'm less interested in the actual technical obviously i mean anyone who works in infosec or knows anything about this is probably going to think that we're both talking out of our depth which we oh, are yeah i totally am which we are i'm trying i'm trying to but the thing that interests me trying to learn about it. as the john ronson of north hollywood and not the jeff bezos of north hollywood is that i'm more interested in the sociological elements of infosec because right. these are communities oh yeah these are communities oh, and, the, and if the, you don't mind my saying one of the funniest things when you started getting into this is who you sought out to talk to about it at the bar. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't. I didn't seek him out to talk about it, but oh, I figured. I, yes, you did. No, as soon I didn't. as he showed up, you were like, "Buddy, come here. I got some news for you." No, <laughs> I've um, joined. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So we're talking about Brandon Sleezak here, right? Yes. I now think Brandon is someone who, because in the past I've been pretty cavalier. I, I was like, ah, who cares? Everyone's tracking you anyway. Why? why it doesn't right. matter. And Brandon has always been very much on the, you know, when I've said, why don't you just get an Uber? You'll be like, no, I don't want the Chinese knowing where I am. <laughs> or something like that. He's, you know, He's actually just racist. He met the Chinese driver. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Oh, no, I, I, I was wrong. It wasn't the Chinese. It was the Russians, I think. Russians, I think he was worried sure. about the Russians knowing where he was and stuff like that. And like, I remember yeah. one time we were at my old apartment and uh, I think I said, hey, hey, uh, you know, you played the next song. Just tell, tell Alexa what you wanted to play. And he goes, no, I, I won't use my voice in front of an Alexa. <laughs> you know, so he was pretty. And yes. at the time, I was like, oh, this guy, this he guy's wrote fucking to you paranoid. On a small you know? whiteboard. I don't talk in front of Alexa. <laughs> no, but at the time, I was like, oh, well, that's a bit fucking paranoid. But it's yeah. also, it's Brandon, you know, and I kind of somewhat expected that from him. You know, he's he, an eccentric. Well, he's, he's the person who said to me, he was like, yeah, you know, the most important thing about how to read the news how where to get your news from is you got to do it from a bunch of different places so you got to do it from cnn you got to do a bit from MS, uh, msnbc you got to do a bit from fox you got a bit first truth to that infowars okay and then well. he threw an infowars suddenly and i'm like oh hang on i have a <laughs> one feeling of these things is not quite like the, the others then we find out but that then he's he, pretty much only reading infowars no no the thing was he explained it very well i think i think he was yeah. like yeah you know it's it's one of those things where they're wrong a hell of a lot of the time but every now and then they have something that someone doesn't have one of the funniest things. I was like, so, that's fair enough, you know. Like, so I've always kind of admired him in in that regard. Like, I think, yeah, you know, I think he's sort of on the right track. So I was very proud to go up to him and be like, "Hey, you know what? I, I kind of, I'm, I'm sorry about before. I kind of agree with you now, and like, I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying sorry. to." <laughs> what <laughs> came to him hat in hand? I'm sorry. I kind of did because I, I kind of, you know, I kind of made fun of him before being like, oh, "What the fuck are you worried about? Like, calm yeah. down. Wait and, for three more months into this podcast when I come to you. Yeah, I'm possibly. sorry. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> no, but I said yeah. So here's what I'm doing. And when I said that to him, he goes, 
I mean, yeah, don't, I mean, your Google account's still really useful. Like, I don't care if they're tracking me. Because I, <laughs> I was talking, you? kind of, yeah. Because I was, um, you know, I was kind of saying, I got to ask you this though. If you're if you're into this stuff, like I knew we had an Android phone that runs on yeah. Google Google's operating system, right? And you have to, you basically have to have a Google account to be logged into an Android phone. And he was just like, yeah, I don't really care about that. <laughs> <laughs> and here's me trying to be like, hey, completely ha- lost interest. <laughs> no, I don't think he lost interest. I think he's just weighed up like some yeah. very specific pros and cons. I mean, that's the yeah. thing, Brandon. You never quite. You, <laughs> you, you never, never know what you're gonna get. You never really know where he's gonna end up on some. Yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, so uh, there I was being like, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I think I'm gonna try and get rid of my Gmail accounts too. I'm gonna try yeah. and move off that service altogether. And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> I've had, I I remember you know the thing I always say about Brandon is the way I describe him is I say he's someone who when you talk to him he's given thought whether you agree with him or not whether you whether it's even deep thought he's given some thought to every subject yeah so no matter what it is you're like oh you know I don't really like duck and he's like eh, well you know duck is one of the gamey meats and uh, <laughs> it, like like he has he's already thought about and developed a theory on everything yeah until recently. When I said something to him and he actually invokes, I've been saying this about him for years. Uh, and he actually invoked that quote from me. And he goes, I said, I'm, you know what? I've had four beers. I don't mind saying this. I said something about something rather blue. Okay. That I, that I, <laughs> he's enjoyed. like, you know what? I haven't made my mind up on anal yet. No, no, no. <laughs> I was propositioning him. <laughs> I said something rather blue about my own personal life and particularly. Uh, without getting getting into detail, kind of how to use something, a regular household object. Well, this so this he, is no good if you're not going to actually explain well, what you're matter. talking about. And he, but what, one of the, the funny thing about it was he, he kind of looks at me and he goes, you know, you've, already, you've always told me that I'm someone who's thought about everything. And I've prided myself on that. <laughs> but I've never thought that. <laughs> because I've never once taken that into consideration. That's funny. And it was like the most damning criticism you can get from him because he's like you're so fucked up even i've never considered that idea i, I wouldn't say brandon's a particularly fucked up person himself so he's a fairly no 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 he's not fucked up way, but he's, he's very, thought about everything yeah right yeah. no i'm sure but like sure if you say something fucked up to him even if you were like brandon i'm thinking of committing first degree murder he's like uh well go to a know, different state think about first degree <laughs> Go to a different state. Do well, it to a homeless person. Other, come straight back. This is the other thing. I, uh, Brandon's going <laughs> to love this episode. Don't use any credit cards. Brandon's going to love this episode, by the way. We, we need to get him on here. so much time talking about it. But that's the other thing about Brandon that I've also pointed out is he's completely amoral. And I don't mean that he's immoral. I mean that when he talks about something, it's always practical. He's not judgmental. Yeah, he's not. Well, yeah, he's not judgmental, but he's also when he tells you whether or not you should do something, it's never. No, you shouldn't do that because you're because it's wrong. He's very uncondescending in that way. He always says, here's why you shouldn't do that because of the consequences. Right. Or or if you are going to do that, here's how you should do that to avoid. So exactly what you said. I'm committing first degree murder. Go to a different state. Go to you a know? different state. Homeless person. Here's hammer. what you do. Here's what yeah. you do. You wait. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kill them with an icicle because it melts and there's no <laughs> yeah, fingerprints. Exactly. <laughs> Kill them with a leg of lamb and then eat the leg of lamb. Bludgeon <laughs> <laughs> them to death with it. Right. Don't use a credit card to pay for it. Right. Don't right. go to Whole Foods, Amazon. Whereas, in contrast, we have some other friends who, if you say, "Oh, I'm thinking about this," they go, "You shouldn't do that. That's fucked up." <laughs> You're like, "Get out of here!" Boo. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I don't, we need to get Brandon on here. Although some, there was like a weirdly stony there reception. Was a backlash. <laughs> yeah, they were like, I don't want to hear about. Br- I don't want to hear Brandon talking about his craft. It's like who says he's going to fucking talk about his craft? Brandon never talks about his craft. No, to he's me. pretty. He's pretty. He's a he's a down to earth dude. Yeah. But we talk yeah, about our craft much exactly. more than Brandon like, does. I'm happy to listen to us talk yeah. our shit. Incidentally, yeah. we got to do a Wellesley episode at some point. Uh, okay, right now. Okay, well, yeah, we could. I began well, no, the no, Wolsey- let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's wrap this one up and then maybe... I mean, no, we're not doing a Wolseley tonight. Why not? Because your fucking sister's here. We're going to yeah, go inside doing, no, and be social. Doing, looks like they're making a stew. No, nah, they're, they're, they're making a pasta sauce, which you should have some of. But, I don't um, want to eat your family's food. Shut up. Show up like an shut asshole. Your fucking face. No, um... <laughs> They're about to do some like infant CPR class. When that's done, so like that will take about an hour. Christ Almighty! Yeah. What? <laughs> my sister's. So my. In case you don't know, my sister is uh, pregnant right now. Yeah. Twin thing. She fucking copied me. Decided to have her first child too. I think she didn't like the attention that I was getting for her being the okay. first. <laughs> Can we get her on the, the first bearer be of grandchildren? Did you, did you bring a third mic? No. Fuck. Okay. No. She, I, she wouldn't want to be on here anyway. Yeah, infosec. That's why. <laughs> no, I don't think she even knows I'm doing a podcast. That's funny. Yeah, uh, she thinks I'm just out here talking to my friend, and that for some autistic reason we have to talk to each other. Through <laughs> she thinks we're holding. She she can't really see through the state to the uh, sliding glass door. She thinks we're holding dildos. Yeah, <laughs> she's like that tracks. Yeah, that, the, that's on brand for him. Yeah, now, uh, yeah. No, we'll we'll be uh, we'll be out here for a little while. So okay, I think we should do the Wilson one tonight. Get it out of the way. People are wanting that, and I think it's a good uh, chat to have. You're shock- shockingly yes, that's true. People, mm. I've seen at least a few people saying that they want that, and that's all we need. Do you know what people really need? Is the I, I was reflecting on this and just so. There have been two things in my life, three things. I'm very proud of Wolseley, but as far as things you and I have done together, I don't know that poor quality podcast is my proudest it's accomplishment. Not mine. But the I Piss will Brothers, say that that's what Piss you want Brothers is the I've one been that thinking I, about them lately. We got to bring them back. Let's bring so them back. I we, love the Piss I, Brothers. You know I think, At least though, put them on YouTube. You know what I think, though, with yeah. the Piss Brothers? I think we have to be driving for that to work. I think we no, have the to. frog. The frog episode of Piss Brothers yeah. is a legend. I think we have to be driving. I think we have to take some road trips to do that. Maybe I think you just want to take road trips. Well, that's too. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'll say this: the Piss Brothers, and then the other one is the Miasma Men. Here's the no wait. Here's one other thing. Though. Okay, nobody knows what we're has, talking about right well, now. Well, there's that, but also nobody anywhere with the poor quality podcast. We've had a few people chiming in on what they would like and what they wouldn't mm-hmm. like nobody has called for the Piss Brothers to come back. Not one. Now, you, but granted, you know what? It's been only uh, broadcast to a very limited audience. And honestly, lads, all of you, you're not the audience for it. There are was, some weird people on Reddit who would love it. I was <laughs> I was seeing... I, I, I think I'm comfortable now as an adult saying that I was dating this girl. Um, this girl, this girl, Dinah. Um, <laughs> at the I'm time, comfortable enough as an adult now, nearly 30, <laughs> saying that I was dating a lady. What, at last year, by the way? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but last year, you know, everyone on yeah. the playground would still be like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Cooties? Uh, Have you heard of cooties much? <laughs> but this girl, Dinah, who is, who is just lovely and, and, um, but she was very into comedy and, um, and definitely knew her shit, and, but didn't seem to fancy herself a comedian so much as like 
she got into like she she booked comedy shows and stuff like right, that. Okay. She's awesome chick. Uh, but I remember that was the only thing you that played we, at the Piss Brothers, and then I you never, never did it again. I never did, but I told her where to find it. I was like, "Hey, <laughs> if you ever want to go on Instagram in the next, yeah, if you ever want to book a couple of cool guys, the, to do no, a no, show. no, no, <laughs> <laughs> just get I a said, car. I said, set. Hey, at some yeah. point in the next twenty four hours, if you want to see like this thing I've been doing, I think it's I think it's really funny and alt or whatever, and." <laughs> <laughs> What a cunt way of describing it. There's no that's wonder. funny and alt. Yeah, there's no wonder really it didn't work out. Jesus Christ. She's looking at house yeah. shows with Solomon yeah. Giorgio or whoever the newest alt comic is oh, in God, LA, and I'm over here. out the fucking street, yeah. man. Like, yeah. yeah, and she's like, what are you doing? You're First of all, it's called what? <laughs> the yeah. Piss Brothers? That's fucking stupid. Great name. You know, to be honest, though, we called it the Piss Brothers before I ever knew there was something called Cumtown. Oh, really? Cumtown really taught me because to me, everyone always is like, whenever I bring up Cumtown, they go, I'm not listening to that. I'm not listening <laughs> to something called Cumtown. And I say, you know what? That's the litmus test. Yeah. Same That's with, the first barrier. In some ways, same with Piss Brothers. <laughs> it's like, if you're not at least on, <laughs> board, on board with, with the, the absurdity, scat- uh, with the, the absurdity of calling it the Piss Brothers. Universe of the yeah, Piss Brothers. Then, uh, yeah. We don't want you. Nah, that's true. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, I think, I, think there, I think the Piss Brothers have some legs. You know, the fr- so I will say this: down. you're right. You are right when you say that nobody, nobody has ever called for the return of the Piss Brothers. It hasn't been shown to the. And right I'm audience. really loving that. For any of our new listeners, we are not explaining what the Piss Brothers is. I do. Li- I like the idea of people hearing it and not liking it and not wanting it to come back. <laughs> that's get, that, I put it in. We get, a, we get hashtag no more. Well, that's Piss why. Brothers. I, well, that's why I snuck it into something because you know my yeah, you I, snuck it I, into I did the an audio podcast. Yeah, right? I did an audio podcast for Santa once and. I was like, there's got to be somewhere for it to go. And I figured I'll just I think slide it, it in there. And it did fit in pretty universe. well. Yeah. But uh, I won't be really doing that. I mean, I do. I miss doing. I, by the way, I was not consulted about that. No, you um, weren't, but you appreciate it. It's the only way anyone was going to listen to True. it. True. That podcast got a fair few listeners more than the actual Piss Brothers broadcast. Yeah. Actually, is Santa Podcast still available? It's still around somewhere. So yeah. download the one and only episode of the Santu podcast. Yeah. And uh, there's uh, the other three sketches called, are fantastic. I think it's called an auditor sex death. An auditor sex death. An auditor sex death. And the other, by word. the way, and the yeah. other three one, the other three segments are fantastic. But the finale is the Piss Brothers. Mm-hmm. It's our best episode is the Piss Brothers, the frog episode. That's pretty good. And um, <laughs> it, and the best thing about the Piss Brothers is that it was. Well, I don't want to reveal too much. No, no, don't give too much away about the okay. Piss Brothers. I All think right, never mind. they exist where they are. Yes. And uh, and they continue to, and maybe they will continue to. I mean, here's the other thing. I, I, I want to do more like audio stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting a little tired of doing everything in person because there, there's so much, there's so many limitations of doing well, everything in that person. That was so kind of like, shocking like, to me because I remember when you, when you approached me about this podcast, and this podcast was your idea and it's your, and it's your podcast. It was um, not just my idea. You've been trying to get it going for a while. That is not true at all. What it's are you absolutely talking about? True. You said that we should just do it because we were spending so much time. You got to remember, like about a year before we actually started, we were spending so much time just hanging around talking like this. Yeah, and you said, you know, actually, I think it would be good if, like, you Maybe know, we just true. recorded it. Yeah, so you put but... that idea in my head a long, long time ago, and I wasn't ready to do it until literally I wasn't doing shows anymore because my wife was so pregnant. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much when I was. I need to do something, but that's what I require being the kind of impetus where you said I want to do something. 
I still want to do something. I always, you have a compulsion to always be putting something out there, which I admire, but I think you were kind of like, well, I want to do something that requires no prep yeah. and no afterwork. Exactly. Really. And no yeah. obligation whatsoever. Yeah. If we miss a week, fuck it. You know, yeah, who cares? Yeah. That's kind of uh, why I like, and I like doing, that's why I like doing audio stuff. And also you're really unlimited with what you can do with audio. In a way. Brothers, shockingly at the very least in its, in its editing is more involved than mm. this. I would argue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Sure. I don't maybe know. it's not edited at all. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what it is, is we, we have to conjure these two fellas. The, these two fellas. Yeah. D- give no more away than that. Right, give no perfect. more away than that. But I would like to get more into, yeah, in, yeah. into into that kind of stuff. I, tried I would to, be pleased as punch to do a Piss Brothers podcast weekly. Well, there you go. I'll, tra- I'll front the Libsyn fees for that. That's how committed I am. I tried to do it. Um, you know, I, try, I, I tried to, I was going to do the Sideway and Spectacular again this year. Yeah. Got fucking canceled on by the other person who is essential to that. Well, uh, so the- I, there, I've had all these things in my mind for a while that I've wanted to kind of put in audio form. And a sure. lot of them, I think the Piss Brothers could take, uh, you know, very, very comfortably. And I think uh, that, that the other week there was, um, <laughs> I was in the car with my wife and she got a call from her landlord. There's this, this apparently old, she says Indian. He didn't sound Indian and his name doesn't sound Indian, but this old elderly Indian fellow, yeah. Who calls her suddenly? She's like, I haven't spoken to him in two years. So she My has him on Indian speaker. Indian landlord Mikhail Sukolev. <laughs> he sounded more Armenian yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she gets this call from him, and it's uh, <laughs> and it's just him going, "Hello, oh, hello, Rachel. I, I hear you have a baby now. That's nice." Um, <laughs> And then, like all oh, of this kind of shit, and then he yeah. and then he's just going. There, there's a tree in in the backyard that belongs to you. Uh, we tree? we have to like, like the way he was talking. That's I was like pissing. Piss. I was pissing myself laughing listening to this yeah. guy just going like the the woman next door. She wants it cut down. I don't know if uh, that's okay with you. I don't know. It's your tree. It's up to you. Yeah. And, and that is like, this absolute is, piss. I was like pissing myself yeah. in the car next to her. And when she hung up, I was just like, that's got to be a fucking, that's going yeah. somewhere, you know? Yeah, yeah. So well, I've burned it now. Like now we can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, I guess we're The fucked, next episode we? of the Piss Brothers yeah. is sort of like, hello. Well, my favorite, my favorite, uh, one of the old Piss Brothers episodes that maybe will get re-released is actually the, vi- no, I, I think it's gone forever because it was recorded direct into Instagram. And it was the conversation about asses. Yeah. And how everywhere you go in culture, it's Mm -hmm. just asses now. And I think we, well, never mind. Well, I remember, Uh, uh, I remember messaging you at one point after I'd woken up. I'd just woken up and I'd had some kind of, it wasn't even a dream, but it had, you know, sometimes you're waking up and you suddenly get a revelation or just like a phrase comes into your head. Right. And I'd got one of those and it was just the bargest of bum. I remember this, yes. The Bargast like, of Bum. Yeah. And I just sent you a message being like, the Piss Brothers, colon, the Bargast of Bum. <laughs> and it was going to be like a full the length. The first adventure. Yeah, yeah. Like an adventure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And who knows, maybe that would come about. Hey, the Bargast of Bum. Well, we got to get in contact with the Piss Brothers. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what they're down. up to. God, so fucking decent. It's hard to get hold of them, it. but we'll try. Hang on, let me piss real quick before we wrap this up. No, no, why don't we... Uh, why I don't really we... have to okay, piss. Okay, all right. Okay. Matt's is going to wet himself. Yeah. I'll just chat for a little bit. I'll, okay. I'll chat about myself. I realized I probably sounded like a right cunt uh, talking about all that privacy stuff as if I knew what I was talking about. I don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm very new to it. I've been really laissez-faire with all that stuff. I've been perfectly happy to uh, um, give away everything in the name of convenience and kind of called everyone 
you know, kind of called everyone lame for caring any more than that. But you, know, you find one thing that leads to another and yet another and yet another. And then eventually, eventually you just find yourself alone in a basement with uh, your phone in a Faraday cage, no internet connection, and you're just reading a book. And the book is by Dostoevsky. And the book is uh, Nuts from the Underground, which he wrote while in exile. Because you yourself are in exile now. You can never check a tweet again. You can never yelp to see if a restaurant is safe to eat in. You're alone. And everyone else has ostracized you because... That sheep syndrome, right? Your own wife won't look you in the eye. Because without your presence... You may as well no longer exist. And that's how I feel now. If I have no presence out there, then I no longer exist. Max is back. Yes, I am. So we should wrap this one up, I think. Yeah. Go I, in, join join civilization for a little bit. Sure, go rub, in. You know, rub my sister's belly. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do first thing. First Both thing, hands. Yeah. Go in straight there. Let, I didn't, do, my, it. I didn't my, do it for your daughter. Like my goffy friend Josh with his, uh, you know, Edison Bull or whatever the Was fuck this the same guy who just wanted to talk to someone who was metal? No. Different guy. Uh, that's oh, that story. guy was great. <laughs> I needed Max's, uh, I needed Max's comfort yeah. and company the other night. My counsel. I needed, yeah, I, I just needed someone to yeah. talk to. Yeah. Right. I just needed someone to hang out so I wasn't just stuck alone in my own head for a right. little bit. And so I let, and I couldn't just say that to him, obviously, no. but I did tell you a story about a fellow <laughs> when I was in university and uh, in university, I was a, I was a metal fan. And this fellow came up to me at, I think at the student unit, you know, like the student pub is this big, um, I think I want to say he was like half Pakistani or something, but it's big fucking dude, yeah. like half long hair, which made me think that he'd only been into metal a little while. He hadn't He'd grown like it just out figured fully. it out. Yeah. So he only about six months. He had about six months of hair growth. And uh, I guess I was wearing a uh, a down t-shirt at the time. The band down. I don't know and, band. Down? D-O-W-N? Yeah. Okay. And uh, he comes up to me and just goes, do you like metal? Like that. <laughs> yes. And I go, oh, sure I do. Blah, blah, blah. I got talking with him. And I'd, like, I'd, hung out, I'd hung out with him a couple of times, talked about fucking, you know, all kinds of things, Opeth and all of that. Yeah. And uh, one time I get a call from him at about 2 a.m. And he says, hey, uh, sorry, I know it's late. Uh, can, you, can you come over to, we all lived on, um, <laughs> you know, lived on the same campus. We've all gotten that call from our close yeah, male friends. Yeah, so I was like, all right, nothing else. I was like, okay, yeah. dude, what's up? Uh, so I went over there and uh, he's in his dorm room and he's in a fucking state and he's just going, oh man, I've had a really tough night and I just, you know, I just, I just really needed to, uh, I'm sorry to call you, but I just needed to talk to someone who was metal and who get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I I'm fucking metal now now that's why i am to people i needed like, to talk to someone who was met well it's funny i'm, I'm like fucking, you know yeah. i'm fucking like you know tapping yeah. my chest and hearing the yeah. clink and shit I'm yeah. like, i've become metal that's i'm the guy who yeah. you go to if you need someone metal that's great it's funny and it's yeah it's funny on a few levels one it's funny that you're metal that I'm he's metal. like he's identified you as metal and the phrasing is funny but it's also funny that he thinks that people who are into metal music view they have an insight all of this stuff differently yeah they have an insight <laughs> into any situation 
production that is itself metal. Yeah. Uh, and like my, my preferred genre has always been hip hop. I would be shocked if anyone came up to me and said, <laughs> I need to talk to someone who's hip hop about this. <laughs> someone who's hip, though. Oh, well, I perhaps. mean, Pendulette has definitely described people as jazz as an adjective. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you know, he's free jazz. Potatoes are free jazz. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, no, it does happen. But this guy, you know, he's in a state. He's like, you're metal. I, I can talk to you. And then uh, I guess he'd, he'd had some night out and there was some girl he liked and he fucking hit on her. I mean, God knows how he did that. It just <laughs> appeared behind Do her. Do you like, goes, like metal? <laughs> metal? He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking like banging on her head with his fist. Going, ding, ding, ding. No. Uh, but anyway, she evidently rejected him. And yeah. not only that, but kind of uh, made a bit of a scene about it. And I, I think uh, other people have started making fun of him for his advance. Christ. So I felt a little bad for him. Then at some point he gets a phone call. He's like, sorry, runs out of yeah. the room. Disappears for about 10 minutes. He's left on... I remember which band it was. It was a band called Swashbuckle. Yeah. Now, Swashbuckle, wow, if you can believe name. it or not, are a pirate-themed metal band. Oh, I can believe it. <laughs> you I should, can believe uh, it. Type in Swashbuckle on YouTube, and I think they probably only have one music video, which will be the same one that, that I saw. Uh, I think it's called... I, I remember the name. I don't think. I know what the yeah. name is. It's called Cruise Ship Terror. <laughs> And the video is a bunch of pirate, uh, fucking men dressed like pirates. They look like IT consultants. They like one, the, the singer looks like Kevin Smith. It looks like fat Kevin Smith, but they're dressed in a pirate costume and they're like, you know, playing these fucking like, yeah. you know, playing thrash metal and going like, party boat, party boat, party boat. <laughs> Cruise ship terror, bitch. Cruise ship terror, and he thought it was awesome. Yeah, um, fuck yeah. So he left me, yeah, swashbuckle. So he left me in a room with swashbuckle on for about ten minutes, and I'm like, oh my god, I, I, like, I didn't know the protocol. It's like, can I, is it rude yeah. if I go to his computer and turn it off or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. change it to something else? So I didn't. I just listened to swashbuckle, a good Cruise amount of terror. swashbuckle's album. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and then he burst back into the room like crying. This big fucking dude just like bawling, going. Oh! Yeah. Like that, and he and he's like really mad, and <laughs> I, I guess something happened. I don't even remember, but something happened yeah. on the phone. Didn't go well for him. The blah, girl blah, blah. called him and was like, "In fact, I am not into Blind Guardian. Thank you very much." <laughs> like, yeah, I listened to that Swashbuckle song you sent. I'm, I'm really, not, really I'm really not weak. impressed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he. But I remember at some point later on, he did change. He changed the music because Swashbuckle, yeah. I don't think, was conducive to his mental state. A little bit too triumphant. <laughs> a little yeah. bit too happy go lucky. Too much fun yeah. party boat music. Yeah, yeah, a little bit too, uh, you know, rum, right? Yeah. And uh, so then he changes it and he changed it to Dream Theater because they God, have a few okay. far more emotional songs and yeah. he's sitting there listening to this like long you know 12 that song's like 12 minutes oh yeah easily and he's like closing his eyes I had to wait for him to fall asleep before I could leave because I felt <laughs> so bad for him and he literally like he's just sitting stand. and he had this swivel yeah. you know the swivel chair in front of his computer and he's just like yeah. light like under him yeah. right now on this swivel chair just yeah. rocking back and forth yeah. closing his eyes kind of singing the lyrics and like occasionally yeah. putting mm-hmm. his fist up and like fuck yeah dude yeah and he's getting into it and he fell asleep eventually yeah. and then I just kind of snuck out yeah he turns to you he's like Sean in many ways I have 46 degrees of inner turbulence right <laughs> <laughs> yeah no dude I, I don't know what became of him I don't yeah. know if he's metal now I don't know if he's uh, you know fucking trap he might become indie. Yeah, he might just he likes, become indie. He likes Andrew Jackson Jihad and Neutral Milk Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's all into. Maybe he's emo now. He's, you know, yeah. he's gone full oh, he's into Hawk. You know what he's into, Lost Profits. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Uh, all right, we gotta, we gotta finish right. this one now. Yeah, okay. We might be back. Bye That's bye. a good one. Okay.
Thanks for listening, folks. Shit!